I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 844-COSENTIX. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram and this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you become the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a purposeful and fulfilling life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 564. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today, I haven't done an episode like this in a while, but the other day I was on TikTok and I saw a bunch of videos around the idea of asking people like, what kind of single person are you? Like a, a, you know, a BuzzFeed quiz, but just people making these videos describing different kinds of single people, you know, the crazy single person, the hopeless single person, the I hate love single person, the person who will literally do anything for a date, whatever. And a lot of them were meant to be comedy. Uh, And some others took a stab at saying, you know, these are for sure the different kinds of single people. And this is what it means. And this is what they do. And this is how they act. And this idea of, you know, categorizing single people um, was really interesting to me. And it's been a while since I talked about being single, actually. A a lot of my content um, in years past was about being single and mindsets for being single and what it means to be single. And I certainly don't want to be someone who repeats himself over and over again. And honestly, a lot of that content came from me when I was single and, you know, I was sharing from my perspective Now, of course, I'm in a very happy relationship and I like sharing from that point of view because it's my current point of view. But I saw those videos and, you know, they made me, they seemed rather self-deprecating about being single. Like, oh, don't be this kind of single person or else, or look at all these sad single people. Let's, you know, bucket them into categories or this is the only kind of single person you should be single this and single that. And I saw that and I was like, how can we reframe this? because I'm so passionate about being single, um, how can we reframe this so we don't approach this all-too-familiar territory of, 
I'm single, what's wrong with me? Or don't be single for too long. Or maybe there's something wrong with being this kind of single person. There's nothing wrong with being single at all, at all, at all. So I sat down this morning to describe in my experience, that's my experience of being single for a good part of my late 20s and early 30s. And that's my experience talking with so many wonderful, amazing, happy single people over the years. In fact, I even wrote a book from all those conversations and my own experience is called Single is Your Superpower. I consider myself somewhat of a an expert or at least a, an expert observer of singlehood. So given all that, I put together my version of this. I'm calling it the four types of single people. And I'm going to talk about what they mean. And, you know, certainly there's an ideal single mindset here that I'm going to advocate for. But I want to do this episode to remind us that being single is an amazing period in one's life, a formative time in life. And we should make the most of it, not try to skip through it. You should listen to my last episode for thoughts on the dangers of wanting to fast forward or skip through certain times in life. I say make the most of this single time. If you're single, and if you're not single listening to this, the ideas here very much apply because I'm so adamant about the idea that the purpose of life, zoomed out, the purpose of life is the same whether you're single or in a relationship. The purpose is the same, and it's always the same, and that's to get more out of life, either alone or with a partner. The purpose is the same. The how just changes. So lots to dissect here, the four types of single people. Uh, and their mindsets. The first type, I'll call this the the perpetual dater. This is someone who is definitely a romantic, and I always applaud these types of people. Uh, they're single and they date a lot, right? They're out there trying. You can call them a hopeful romantic because no matter how many bad first dates they go on, or disappointing dates, or you know, dating disaster stories, they're still willing to get back up and try again because they believe so strongly in in love and in connection. And these people, they always have the best stories, so definitely someone with a lot of perspective. And, you know, in fact, these types of people, from my experience, they usually really know what they want in a partner because they've experienced a lot of the opposite of it, frankly, because they've been, to my point, on a lot of bad dates. They've been through the situationships. They've been through the two-month, three-month-long relationships that fizzled. They know what they want. They can verbalize it because they have the life experience that showed them. So a great mindset for these people, right? They, they've been hurt potentially. They've been disappointed, but they still love with an open and eager heart. Such a great quality. However, I would say for this type, type one, with all this effort, right? With all the swiping and doing and searching for their partner, pressure around finding their partner, there is the possibility that this type misses out on the power of being alone. They miss out on the amazingness of being single, of solitude, of freedom, of doing whatever the heck it is they want to do. They miss out on tapping into that mindset of 100% compassionate self-focus, which of course is something I'm going to advocate for. They miss out on the growth that comes from being alone if their mindset is solely focused on the next date, the next attempt always, always, always trying to find their partner on waiting to find their partner until they can finally say they're living their best life. So something to think about there, right? Positive and potential negative. That's type one, the perpetual dater, if we're going to put a label on it. Type two, I would say in my experience, this is the opposite of type one, right? It's a person who like type one has been on a lot of dates and has been, you know, burned before, but unlike type one, 
who has hope brimming after every one of those encounters, who loves meeting new people, who remains open and eager, this person type two, they've been hurt and now their walls are up. This person, I think, you know, is frankly the type that actually really motivates me to talk about this type of, you know, content, to, to speak hope and resilience to, you know, an area of life like heartbreak, because this is the type of person who embodies the, at this point, I'm more likely to meet an alien than my soulmate, right? They're closed off. They're cynical. They've, they've given up in a sense, and they'll use humor uh, as a tool to protect themselves, or they'll just commit full swing on the spectrum to, I don't need anyone. I don't need a man because all men suck. Or what do I need a woman for? They just tire me out. These types of people, unfortunately, not because they're bad people, but because of their past, they let past hurt dictate their present hope. And certainly this is like, okay, in a sense, like it's okay to say I'm done with dating for a while. I'm a big, big proponent of stepping back, of course, but we don't want to find ourselves in a position where we're not willing to be vulnerable again, where we let past pain handcuff us, where we let hurtful experiences dictate all men or all women cynical, closed off, blind reliance on self. So that's type two, closed off, not willing to even try again. Type three, this is what I would describe as like someone who's in between type one and type two, person one and person two. sounds like talking about diabetes or something, but type the first type of person, right? They want a partner. They believe in love. They're optimistic no matter their past. The second type of person wants nothing to do with love because it's hurt them before and they believe trying again will inevitably hurt them again. This type, type three, sits in between them in that they might stumble into a relationship, but they don't really have a purpose there and they don't know what they want either. They're not checked out completely, but they're very passive because they haven't spent time thinking about what they want or who they are. They don't have a real clear sense of self. They're kind of just floating, wandering. And wandering is a good term, as you'll see in a moment, but it's wandering in the sense of hoping someone else will come along and give them direction. And the result I've found from this type of person, this passiveness, is just not great relationships. Relationships with the wrong people, because they look outward instead of inward. They don't really have intention. They're dating, or at least they're open to dating if someone asks them out or something. But if you were to ask them why, why are you dating? They might say, well, it's just what you do, or I'm not getting any younger. Right? Contrast that to type one who would say, why am I dating? Well, I'm dating because I want love. I want to be loved. I want to build a life with someone. Or contrast that with type two who would say, I'm not. <laughs> I don't believe in love. So type three is in between. They're the drifter. They're one foot in, one foot out. Uncertain. Uncertain in the sense of being uncertain about themselves, what they want, the purpose of love. But hey, at least they're willing to try. <laughs> at least they're willing to entertain it with someone who comes along and kind of shows them the way. So that's type three. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. 
And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Quince. And I'm a pretty simple guy, a man of simple pleasures, but I do occasionally like to dress up and step out. And that's why I'm excited to work with Quince to help me elevate my style without breaking the bank. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And that's why their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they have all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. Quince was kind enough to hook me up with a sick gold Cuban bracelet and a really stylish performance flow knit t-shirt. Really my style, simple but with a pop of luxury, and as advertised, it was very affordable. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash new mindset for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash new mindset to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash new mindset. Building lastly to type four. And I would say this person really personifies the kind of vision for love that I talk a lot about, that I'm so passionate about. The idea of finding someone in life who amplifies the happiness you've already, keyword already, created for yourself and being patient for that type of person. So this person, you can call them an idealist or an optimist or whatever. They have embraced their solo status, their single status, not as a sign of lack, but as an opportunity for growth and adventure and self-discovery, a chance to build their own happiness. Their life is not on pause waiting for a partner, waiting for life to begin. They're not obsessing, and they're certainly not closed off or passive, right? None of those. They believe that being single is a chance to explore life on their own terms, to learn what they want, and to not settle for less. You know, their mantra is something along the lines of, I'm single because I'm strong enough to wait for what I deserve. They have the optimism of type one, and they have the opposite of type three, right? They have purpose. They're not passive. They're not drifting. They're single by choice. Maybe they're single by randomness, of course. But their mindset is, I'm single because I know what I want and I haven't found it yet. And it's that simple. There's no digging into what that means or feeling behind. They recognize that being single is a phase of life. And they're more content with embracing it. They're very content with embracing it until they find a relationship that aligns with the happiness they've created for themselves already. They view being single as a time for growth, self-actualization, if you want to use a big word, where they explore their interests, they pursue passions, they create a fulfilling, independent life, right? They have a strong sense of self-worth. They don't see being single as a deficit or something that needs to be fixed, Instead, they value themselves. They value their independence. They see it as a strength. And so they have a positive outlook on love and relationships. They're not closed off. Their past experiences, whether they were positive or negative, they're seen as lessons rather than, you know, sources of bitterness or regret or a reason to close off. They choose to date. And when they do, it's with intentionality. They look for partners who, to my definition, amplify the happiness 
they've already created, people who complement their life, not complete it. And so their approach to dating is thoughtful, right? They're not afraid to take their time or be patient or stay single. They find comfort and joy in that because they use their time to create their own happiness. So as you can see with this one, it kind of encompasses the three previous types, but the best of each or the opposite of the downside of each. So that's my take on this, of the different kinds of single people. And I would ask you, ask you, which do you relate to? Which of the good aspects do you relate to, which I think I've made pretty clear? Or which of the you know downsides do you relate to? Right. I think in my experience, we probably borrow from all types. So we go up and down. We, you know, have different times in our lives where we're borrowing from different mindsets. But I hope you see what I see, which is the way in which we can each make decisions that either grow us or keep us in place. In type one, the optimist, we can be so focused on love, which is good, of course, but we miss out on building our own happiness. Or type two, you could have tried in the past, which is good, but you could allow that single hurtful experience to become your outlook on all future relationships. Or type three, you could be open-minded, but too open-minded where you're passive and you're just waiting for someone else to tell you what you should want. Or you could be type four, right? Which is aware of all of those slippery slopes, dealing with them in the most active, mindful way possible, and then leaning forward and making the most of this phase of your life, not defined by singlehood, but empowered by it empowered to create your own happiness. So when someone else comes along and you're dating and you're dating intentionally, you can say, yes, this person amplifies the happiness I've spent so much time creating for myself. So that's it. Just something to think about. I want it right here. Uh, you know, if you're in a relationship, I hope this also gives you something to consider in this context as well. The purpose of your life inside and outside of a relationship. That purpose being to build your own happiness and then to be with someone who helps amplify it and cultivate it and bring out new sides of it. So that's it under right here. If this was helpful, I'd be so grateful if you share this episode with a friend. But as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gratadmissions.